they tried to get Ron McLean when was that this summer? He said, oh yeah. He said some shit about you're positive for something. Yeah, that's like the new that's why I don't understand all this crowing against the cancel culture. That that stuff has been happening in human resources departments for as long as there's been human resources. Right. It's just yeah, it's that internal need for you know to terrorize ultimately to be tyrannical upon. Yeah, it's a lot easier to fire people and to treat them badly than be more efficient. That's I can't remember. Absolutely right. <laughs> I was reading something. That's so good. From somebody who was saying that. Uh, um. Oh yeah, somebody was talking about uh, like corporatized music and how when you make music by committee, mm. it just guarantees that nothing's going to be offensive and nothing's going to be interesting. Okay, yeah. Because everybody can pass the buck because they were in the meeting, so they can't blame a single person. There's no single point of failure, so everybody is just hedging. But that just means um, that nothing good comes out of it. Right, exactly. That's the whole idea of the corporation, right? Yeah. Which is why you got to get rid of those those old heads, the ones who have established experience and all that stuff, because then they have invisible power in the Marxist sense. And God forbid somebody makes a mistake that could uh, affect the whole system. Well, exactly. And you, I've seen that in... I've heard a handful of stories of guys who get to a certain amount of experience in their job in whatever industry and they just get, as they say, packaged off. So right. They just buy you out and say goodbye. Yeah. Because you actually now know too much about how shittily we do things around here. Yeah, like 2017, 2018, I remember reading articles about people not being able to find jobs because they were overqualified and overeducated. <laughs> That's just because they'd be a problem because they get into jobs and they try to change things. Yep. There's only so many middle manager positions. It is pretty wild how the whole structure is just to like teach you to be docile and agreeable. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, that's hilarious though, overeducated. You have a master's degree and you want to do social media account management for us? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're looking a little liberal. Too liberal, maybe. Yeah, I think Jack Posobiec was saying that. The, I guess the millennials spent a lot of time just in school because there were no jobs, so they just figured they could go back to school, huh. take the debt, get more qualifications, and then emerge into a, a fruitful job market. Huh. So neither of those things. Well, first of all, everybody had the same idea. Right. Not, yeah. Nothing changed in the industries. All the Zoomers just went straight to work. Yep. I had a Zoomer on my podcast who also does a podcast with other Zoomers, and they're all just fucking entrepreneurs. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm 50 grand in debt, but I own my own business. Yeah. I'm 50 grand in debt, not me personally, but all I got was a fucking degree. That <laughs> <laughs> got me nothing. Yeah. 
Well, it gets you something. It gets you an interview these days. We'll actually read your resume. <laughs> you don't have the half a page of uh, degrees and certifications and stuff. Your CV is going in the trash bin. <laughs> That's the fundamental difference, though, I think. like it's, Maybe it's a false dichotomy, but it's something to do with like risk aversion. Where, like, you take no risk by just continuing in in education and then and then just locking into a job that'll keep you yeah whereas truly the opportunity is endless if you take the risk of building something yourself yeah but that's horrifying well they don't tell you what the industries are right <laughs> where you can actually build things <laughs> no i know it's, just, <laughs> it's absolutely right I was like for a year on Twitter, early on in my Twitter versing, it was like all these guys who purported to run an online business, but no one ever said what they actually did. Yeah. You've got to get up early and do four hours of work and then have a cold shower and then this and this and this and this and this. And this. Okay, but what are you actually doing? <laughs> that is the business, telling people what to do. Right. That's the, uh, that's the new version of teaching English abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching. Yeah, I was teaching midwits. <laughs> yeah, about how to, broads. How to grow a pair. Yeah. <laughs> how to get out of the slave mindset and get into the two coffee mindset. Yeah. So there was a. I've been watching that for a while, especially the the guru sector of um, mm. of Twitter and all that stuff. And I was wondering when and if any of those people would branch off into anything creative. And just zero percent of them did. No, I'm sure of it. Not even remotely. And if you watch them for long enough, you find out who they learned everything from because they tried to defraud that person. <laughs> Or they end up like that Jack Murphy guy. Yeah, we just get doxxed. <laughs> In best case scenario, they end up with a blue check. And then they drop their, their entire act and then they just become media bots. Yeah. So that, all that social media pro- promise, like that, that happened on TikTok like within a year. That uh, there was like professional TikTokers who were contracted out by media companies right. to make content. YouTube is the same thing. Oh, I don't doubt it. I think we were on this walk once where I said that there's enough headroom now that you can actually do creative things like that one. Uh, what was that one site that had the the <laughs> the, the history of, of gayness? <laughs> oh, Apple State. Yeah. Apple State. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fucking nutty. Like that's as close as you'll you'll see to like 2010s conservatism right. online. Right. Like, that shit just disappeared. Yeah, isn't yeah. Okay, and now when you see it, it's almost like it sticks out. But like the responses to it in the in the subtweets or whatever, it's just like people are just horrified that such a thing could exist. Yeah, it's really pathetic. It really is. You can you can really tell that 
most of the people online were, were just faking that they knew what 4chan was and they were really just on Reddit the whole time. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, some of those people have never been on the Chans and it shows. I'm one of them. I don't think I've ever been on a Chan site. Yeah, you have no idea. I can tell because you were so amazed by uh, Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast when you first oh, discovered yeah. it. And, like Jordan Peterson. <laughs> this new internet thing. Totally. I was like that fucking open mouth meme pointing back, you know? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that I was blindsided by like people with structured arguments. Yeah. Well, yeah. They said so much stuff on Reddit was just stolen from 4chan. Right. And then the feds got onto 4chan and then it ruined everything. So, <laughs> so much of that stuff is just lost. It was just free flowing ideas, basically. It's an infinite Twitter reply scroll. <laughs> Did you find it useful in any anything? It was useful because now I I don't have any sense of cringe at all. Mm. It just broke. Really, you went on 4chan to become a man <laughs> online, <laughs> and everybody who missed out is just kind of nothing can shock me anymore online. Like Alex Jones is a boring thing to watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had that. Infowars just posted an interview with that Robert Bo Robert Malone. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about the Great Reset, and it's just like, yeah, so yeah, obviously. Yeah. I guess 2021 did beat the last of the cringe out of me. Yeah. So, okay. Truly, it was the last few days when you sent me that list of internet rules and I just didn't get it. And then you're like, no, it's a joke. I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm done. <laughs> I'll get all, man. You could show me anything. You could say anything. Well, that's point. just the thing. We're in an era, like, it's a midway apocalypse. Everybody thinks they're supposed to get it. Right. And that's supposed to be, like, prepackaged for their, like, life experience. But no, it's not how the fucking world works. And it's certainly not how the internet works. But that's how the metaverse is going to work, probably. <laughs> Well, maybe. I seriously doubt that. I think that's how it'll be marketed. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how they're going to market it. But a curated experience here. You're still going to have Indian tech support people <laughs> trying to get your number. And you're still going to deal with uh, family members who don't agree with you. Just have some guy looking for the baby girls. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, my metaverse avatar is like stuck in the corner and he's just pissing himself. I don't know. <laughs> what is your name? What is your number? What is your support number? It's going to be some wild shit. Metaverse beta, like metaverse 1.0. Yeah, as I said, it's hilarious that they're doing it in Barbados in South Korea. Just because the, the Commonwealth program is very funny and very, uh, very strict. And so is the, the Korean one. The Korea is a patriarchy for the most part. And the Commonwealth countries are matriarchies, so... Mm. It'll be a very interesting thing to watch. I'll be on the VPN looking at things there. 
for oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Step one, get a VPN. <laughs> Hilarious that Trudeau is in the Barbados over Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Those Barbados. Getting the neural uplink. Elon Musk is saying he'll have it in people by November next year. Really? If you think about how much change is going to be necessary for Metaverse to even be in any way operational, this time next year, I think, <laughs> things are going to look completely different. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. Because even if you, I mean, it's cliche now, but if you had said in like this time two years ago, what we'd be, what we'd be in for, like imagine now, that yeah. all that groundwork has been laid. Now they could just put the fucking chip in your brain. Truly, it's also insane that we have a democratic government in America, and there's no war effort, like in earnest. <laughs> this has to be the longest it's been between an inauguration and a war starting. So I really think it's going to happen. It's all right on schedule, I'm sure, in some way. Yeah. Right on time for the lockdowns to stop. And start shipping people off. See, that's, the, that's crazy how they, they shorten the isolation time and then Fauci has now said that lockdowns are counterproductive it's like so what's now the move yeah and the cdc said that the pcr tests can't differentiate between covid and the flu <laughs> but there's also now a thing called fluorona yeah and also the flu came back last year <laughs> after a year off <laughs> holy fuck i'm on you. what i know i know for me <laughs> For me, yeah. <laughs> um, there's no way I'm going to be able to respect anybody who took any of this seriously beyond July of 2019, or 2020, 2020. I guess. Because Seems everything fair. that was disclosed up to that point, all the doubts and all that, have all been proven correct. Right. Completely. And millions of people have died because of the denial that's being carried out yeah, that's, that's through fear. Thing. There should be gallows. And also I had a lot of like, uh, kind of extra personal and uh, um, acquaintance relationships that just completely just dissolved because of fears due to the pandemic. Mm. And like, I'm not gonna rebuild those. No. No, no, no. What'd be the point? You know what you're working with at that point. Yeah. I would say that that that's very accurate. July 2020 or so, like when they said that it was okay to to go out and protest. Yeah. The George Floyd thing. Yeah. When they said racism is a is a is a whatever a more transmissible disease. Yeah. It's, okay. Well, this is obviously theater. That was the time that Black Twitter was saying that um, black men are the white men of black people. Oh yeah, a lot of people got excommunicated from my worldview nice. at that time. And Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. <laughs> it's like, come on. 
Dave Rubin is the white face of black sympathy. <laughs> oh yeah, we're also looking at a world On his own platform. I'm just hoping he just focuses on that for like the rest of his life and just turns <laughs> it into like the social media version of the WWE. <laughs> That'd be the best shit ever. What's his platform called? Um, Truth Media, I think. Oh, okay. Bold. I like it. Just the big gold T, most likely. <laughs> Probably. I think they invested in Rumble. Oh, okay. Which is the video platform, right? Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Steve Bannon shit that you sent me is always on Rumble, right? Yeah. You think Trump will ever go on the war room again? I don't know that he ever was. Oh, okay. I, thought, I just assumed he was. No. I guess they're not Cause, really. Because the war room started after Bannon was fired. Right, right. And then indicted and all that stuff. There was like, there's a whole bunch of people who worked with Trump while the war room was uh, running and all that stuff who we were on the war room. Okay. Um, and there was like messages passed back and forth and all that stuff. But yeah, they, they keep themselves separate. Gotcha. But yeah, Steve Bannon was the CEO of the 2016 campaign, so right. he knows what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. It's just hyper-centrism. <laughs> Which is refreshing. You realize how leftist the rest of the media is. Mm. Yeah, when centrism feels like... Or when centrism is treated like just horrendous extremism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you couldn't get, like, sure, it's called the war room, but there's nothing extreme about, about Steve Bannon or any of those people. That's like thinking that Tim Cast is some kind of dangerous broadcast. <laughs> as much as, uh,. As much as they make it seem like it with their declarative oh, quotes. I think there was one, <laughs> there was one time he stopped the whole conversation um, to be like, I would rather, um, oh, what, what did he say? Oh, I forgot what the quote, it was like, <laughs> I would rather, um, oh, I would rather a hundred, um, guilty people die than have one innocent person die or something like that. Just like... Just an absolute shirk moment. Yeah, just those absolute like softball quotes or whatever. Right. And it was like a big declarative statement that we all had to listen to as uh, viewers and I just I just turned it off after that. Well, it's, yeah, it, it, at some point it's just like, do you feel better now having said that? Like, you got it out. Honestly, I think it was the same as that guy that flipped me off at the intersection or when I was shooting a protest last winter for City News. Some guy just yelled at me, shitty news, shitty news, over and over. It's like, yeah. 
just get it out at least so then we can keep going here yeah like you what, have to take what's a next shift. yeah exactly it's like yeah we're shitty <laughs> what else you got you know you know patrick <laughs> i might not believe in what you say but i'll fight to the death oh, yeah. to defend your right to uh, you just say it uh-huh do you feel better now having said that what's annoying is I tell people I have a podcast, and that's what they think it is. It's just a bunch, like just a bunch of platitudes. They think it's my podcast. It's, it's platitudes. They think it's what they would do if they had a podcast. <laughs> so what do you what do you talk about? Like you just talk about? Well, it's about free speech. Yeah, man. Because they try to imagine, but it's just like the <laughs> NBC downloads coming down on them. <laughs> just template packages of what podcasts are. I think the best thing is that I don't, I don't listen to enough pod, like I don't listen to any podcast really anymore. So I have no idea what the average person thinks a podcast is. Yeah, it's become a niche thing, thankfully. Right. The mainstream period of podcast was the worst time in the world. <laughs> that was like, dubstep was still a thing. Right. Now it's gone back to like AM radio type of uh, fidelity. <laughs> right. It'd be great to do, I'm not going to do this, but it'd be hilarious <laughs> to have some type of thing where it was just an automatic generation of uh, what we've been talking about with receipts and quotes from the podcast and stuff. Right. And just run it like a number station, just on like ham radio or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like a ticker of how many times you were right. Yeah, just like a, a British um, automated voice. Wigger dialectic. <laughs> Boris Johnson quoting Jesus Christ. <laughs> Reported by Yahoo. <laughs> yes, exactly that. And then if there could be a, some kind of a scale. <laughs> Wigger dialectic metric plus 7.5. <laughs> I really think that that, that that is like coming close to this becoming art <laughs> if we do something like that. That would be incredible, man. It's possible. I mean, did you see? I found some old episode of Come Town where they dug up that Jordan Peterson bot where you could just like type in anything it would say it in his voice. Oh, I don't think I've, seen, I've heard that fuck. one. So they just. Great. They just put some three six mafia lyrics into it. <laughs> it's just it's totally him just you know slobbing on my knob. Slobbing on my knob. <laughs> I give that good dick. So such a thing is possible if we could just write the fucking algorithm. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. It could become this incredible empire of receipts. <laughs> I think it'll be something, honestly. It'll be something, all right. This year, the 17 or so mooncast we did, I'll hold that up against any, like, political podcast that's, like, referential and based on the daily news. Absolutely. And as per, you got it long before I did, but then once I understood what it actually was, it just became necessary. Yeah. So get it, get it out of you. Yeah, I can't imagine what this what 2021 would have been like without no being able to mooncast all that shit out. Oh damn right. 
Man, you can't discount the amount of miles we probably walked. Yeah, that too. And just fucking spouted absolute BS that half of it turned out to be true. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything that was like just blatantly wrong that we should like retract, which was great. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Like nothing comes to mind. We found a good balance of just being absurd, but also prescient in some weird way. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the faster we get this up, the faster I can figure out what to do with all the too hot for mooncast texts. Yes. So I'm not sure what to do with those, but like once a month I'll I'll link to a thread and I'll find that it's like linked to a too hot um, <laughs> post and I'll read right. it and I'll like not remember writing it at all. <laughs> and it'll just like dawn on me all over again. Right, it just washes over you. Holy Like that one where I go off on the tangent about how they... They put a hook on top of the one, so the the limits of the universe were limited. <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> Some asshole. My, my vape session met my vape session like six months apart. <laughs> That's time travel, man. That is. And we're here in the ravine where we did time travel earlier this year. Yeah. Circling the fucking vortex. It'll be interesting when they figure out how to actually do time travel. Absolutely. <laughs> it might be within our lifetimes. To be able to go forward in time? Yeah, because they've uh, they've done it with subatomic particles. Mm. Yeah, I mean, oh, I think you'd have to... I'm not sure you can go forward in time. You can only go backwards. Oh. In terms of controlling where you can go. Because mm. ah, be every moment you're going forward in time. Right. So to go forward in time in like a futuristic way, I guess you need some kind of transporter to cut the distance. Right. It's like teleportation. Does that suppose that it's like the metaverse? Or the, the, yeah, the metaverse or the... Yeah, I guess so. Like That's probably, probably the closest universe. thing. It's like the string theory or whatever. Right. Who knows? I just... Just imagine showing up somewhere else in time just completely rearranged physically. Yeah. Like you're just an absolute fucking hills have eyes looking. <laughs> like a leg coming out of your head. An early adopter. Yeah. God damn it. That might be a future we're looking forward to if, uh, if the inflation keeps happening and people don't want to go to work. I'm going to stand up like all those other third world countries where people strive and they cheat and they steal yeah. and they just get half-assed versions of what the first world countries have. People just start getting botched BBL jobs. <laughs> Doctors just putting cement in their ass. Just absolute concrete cheeks. 
Well, I couldn't believe how much I just paid today for my natural gas bill. Like, it, it's certainly not going down anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. fucking meme with Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tells you that fucking gas costs three times as much because the economy's doing better. <laughs> yeah. The economy's doing better. Why don't you go ahead and put the economy in my ass? <laughs> Do we have to go there, or is it further up? I never know. To turn around? Uh, yeah, to do the loop. Oh. Or is it there? Oh, it might be there. It must be there, eh? You don't have Netflix, eh? I do, but oh. I, is there something I need to watch well, on? I'm not ever going to tell anybody to watch anything. But there is a show on there called Under Arrest. Which is basically cops, but filmed in Edmonton and Vancouver. Oh, okay. Holy fuck. Just tremendous. <laughs> like, it's just... There's some moments of just pure cinema where... It's like this cop with the most Albertan accent you've ever heard. Talking to this drunk indigenous guy he's trying to arrest. It's like... And the camera guy's just taking liberties going for tight, tight close-ups. Oh, yeah. It's just like, wow. Under arrest. Yeah. We're getting there. TV will eventually just be actual just surveillance footage of everybody. <laughs> Pretty much. And the rich people will get it edited. Right. We'll just have to take it in uncut. Well, not me. Not you either, probably. The normies. Getting routed on the daily. Just getting their fucking brains routed with the surveillance footage. <laughs> <laughs> Because Neuralink, so their brains are actually routers. Yeah, so yeah. Just four flashing green lights on their forehead. They just have to move across the room because the Starlink is <laughs> needs to be synced across their area. For sure. That man, that is horrifying. You know, Trisha, Trisha likes to sleep on the Starlink couch so we can have <laughs> late night Netflix and chill. <laughs> How does that what is the so many questions. What delivers power to the fucking Neuralink system like? Oh I don't know. I don't wanna know. Like taking from my fucking metabolism. <laughs> Keep eating. You wouldn't want your brain to shut off, would you? Yeah, I have no idea. That stuff scares me. Oh, that, that fuck. Not that I'm like I'm, I'm afraid of people who would have it. No. I'm like being disadvantaged, but absolutely not. You just know they're going to be going through horrors. Oh god. And just know, <laughs> like, what's the density of people with neuralinks? How many of those people are just going to be going through like? private horrors in their own head. Right. 
just around people who just have no idea. Right. And they can't even express themselves. Because they, <laughs> they can only express themselves to somebody else who has a Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah. That, that feel when you have a neuro sneeze and nobody knows what you're talking about. For sure. There's blood going out of your fucking ear. <laughs> proxy, 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 proxy. <laughs> Proxy. I think our, I feel like a guy like Ari Aster could that could be his next feature film is just shit like that. <laughs> like, remember in the you remember in Hereditary when the kid's just gimping out in the fucking classroom? Like just bleeding and his fucking hand is up. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. <laughs> Neuralink's just like the new version of 56k modems. <laughs> Except like, it's people. Better, better, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking Mary. <laughs> so, can Suck I get that supersized? And just as soon as you hear the slur for that kind of person, it's over. Yeah, you just gotta back out of that drive through and head to the one with Osimo. For sure. <laughs> Osimo. Not something I want to be an early adopter of is the fucking chip. Absolutely not. Well, you're going to have people looking like that fucking weird pig thing that was in there, that video. Like yeah. That fucking pig cyborg or pig clone. Oh, that was so disturbing. <laughs> you're going to have absolute fucking... That was like, when I saw that, that was like the first time I saw, what was it, the examiner? Those like tabloids by the tail at like right, grocery right. stores and it had like the bat boy thing. Yeah. Like before I knew that was a tabloid. Right. That's the feeling I got from that, like, oh. pig-human hybrid. <laughs> Horrifying shit. Now, it could have been just a deformed pig. No, it was a, it was a fake. It was a oh, doll. Oh, it was totally fake? Yeah, oh, it was okay. in the replies. You have to read the, the replies these days. I, I don't even want to. <laughs> it'll, still get, it'll just become a normie. I just want to believe. He'll just, he'll just need, he'll start needing fact checks. <laughs> I'll come down the other end of the fucking bell curve and just be the normie of fucking base people. <laughs> this is the Dave Rubin of base people. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the the Zuby of base people. Oh god. Call me someone, Dave Zubin. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone keeps retweeting interactions between Zuby and Scott Adams on my timeline oh my and it god. pisses me off every time. Just it's the, so inane. Just the softest fucking Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Scott Adams, that's the guy that made the Dilbert comic? Yeah. God damn, like, fuck. He was like a 20-year-old girlfriend. That guy should have kept his fucking mouth shut. He figured it out and then he ruined it. Yeah. Zuby and Dave Ru and uh, fucking Scott Adams. Boy, Trump is... <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. You can't, because it's not real. No, it's not. It's not human how fucking boring they are. <laughs> Every time you see a Zuby tweet, uh, you just have to laugh. 
I can't believe people are still wearing masks. <laughs> In yeah. 2021? Yeah. Bruh. That's my age. <laughs> That's my age. <laughs> oh, fuck. Imagine getting the life coaching session from Zuby. <laughs> Here's what you gotta do. He doesn't talk like that, but, you know. You gotta get up and have a cold shower and then tweet about it. <laughs> this is absolute fucking drivel. There's that one, um, that one podcast, I forget what it's called. Um, but, uh, the guy was interviewing, uh, like Twitter personalities, not like the guru personalities okay. of people trying to get blue checks, but like Grit Colton. Nice. Grimhood shit. Yeah, and um, what was it? Grutang. Um, Bronze Age Pervert. Oh, yeah. Was on one of them. And uh, Mia Bot was on another one. Okay. And uh, yeah, those are interesting interviews because those people are like so out there. Yeah. But also some of that content, like what, some of that is what kept me on Twitter all this time. Mm-hmm. It's like the deeply esoteric shit. Yeah. Remember the good old days of Twitter with the 21 convention or whatever? Where it's like the man, the masculine convention? Or like Ed Lattimore? Oh, yeah. And like all those fucking dudes smoking cigars. Yeah. What you have to do is not be nice to the women. <laughs> you gotta just talk to them like you hate them. Yeah. Stunning. I tried to package it. Uh game onto a, a text network. <laughs> For sure. Touch your elbow and then see if she smiles. <laughs> How to have sex with people you hate. That was the other thing is all those fucking game gurus never give you any actual like sex tips. Oh yeah. Like that's like the one thing you might want. <laughs> yeah. It's like once you somehow managed to get them there. But I just imagine the final module is just like, if she agrees to get in the Uber with you, congrats, my friend. (laughs) Wait, no, wait, what? (laughs) What should I have in the fridge at home? (laughs) How do I let me know that I respect her? learning nothing. <laughs> what if she has a day? <laughs> I haven't looked at the uh, the comments from the Tate episode of your mom's house, but oh. I'm sure it's all that. Oh, probably. It's people just unable to fucking comprehend. I will give some credit to, to the whoever that woman is. What's her name? Christina? Yeah. Because she did force him to say a couple crucial things and kind of open up to like the fact that he is nuanced, but 
Then you just clam right up again and just start yelling. Yeah. Fucking great. Of course I fucking love the women I'm with. Why wouldn't I love them? <laughs> well, it's very woman things need that to be said out loud. For sure. For sure. But you love them, right? I kind of regret only listening and not watching. Oh, it's great. It's worth revisiting. Yeah, it might be. That's one of those I knew was evergreen from the moment it started. It's true. Because even if you just take the COVID context off of it, where he's just talking about the slave and the matrix and all that shit, yeah. that is evergreen. If I ever have a son, he's watching that. Son. Lost again. Mud's gotta be this way, right? Seems like kind of a goat trail, though. Yeah. I think in the summer we went up there, eh? Yeah, I think so. It's trippy when you get a few steps ahead of me and talk, but your voice is the same in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. friend of mine texted the group chat and said that his girlfriend was pregnant oh, yeah. and another friend I don't have to name names but people we went to high school with and said I guess that means Pat should announce his now too it's like <laughs> I, fuck, I gotta announce him for you pal <laughs> this absolute tribalism unbelievable it works for most it does I think you gotta go this way. 92. <laughs> That's very funny because I know from observation that women often do plan things out that way. Mm. As far as based on like favorable conditions for their social life when they have kids and support networks and all that stuff. So I'm assuming that was a guy that said that, and I'm yes, yeah, yeah. And I'll just have to say that that's just blatant transgender anima. <laughs> Absolutely. And truthfully, there's a lot of people I hang out with that now the TGA dialect is like making it hard to keep hanging out with them. <laughs> Once you see it, you can't unsee you it. Cannot. I'm sorry, my friend, that ruined a lot of things for you. <laughs> no, not at all. Transgender anima and animus has, like, I'm still coping with that. I, <laughs> I went through a mourning period. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sad. It is sad. Oh, that fucking guy I work with said they can use me like a pin cushion as long as I get to keep living my life. <laughs> and then in the same breath was talking about how he put a TV in his bedroom. Oh, his yeah. wife was it's like, just stop. Like, just fucking stop talking to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there was a time in my life when I... Because none of these concepts are new to me. 
people always just talk at me. Right, right. But there was a time when I tried to like offer counsel and like solve the problems. Oh. <laughs> but then you realize that like you have to solve for Disney. Right. You have to solve for like Disney indoctrination at like nine years old. You can't do it. You really can't. It it is like that bashing your head against the wall shit. There is nothing you can say. No. I have to believe that there's a group of people who isn't broke, who have families, who aren't like on the Disney program. I don't know. They, and would they be religious or not? I'm Probably. not sure. That's the thing. Would be religious? Sure. They'd be fucking Mormons. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Justin Bieber is. Oh, fuck. Great. Yeah, I have no problem. But also, those people just get wigger dialected. Wow, that's true. So easy. Hard as fuck. Just the first, <laughs> the first, the first uh, like person who comes up to them and does a bit of break dancing. Right. They're either the devil or Jesus incarnate. <laughs> Well, the Wigger dialect is built right into Christianity, isn't it? Sure is. Like, I was having a good conversation with this girl that I work with, and she was saying, oh, that's, you know, that feel, she called it filial piety, because just I was talking about being a good son. Yeah. She's like, I think that's great, but I don't worry about that, because I know I'm enough for my father in heaven. Hell. <laughs> that's really cool. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm enough for daddy in heaven. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's I'm going to fill his ass. <laughs> Get right in there. Fill his fucking pile. Be back with daddy. Oh, no. Yeah, he'll fill you. Okay. Yeah, exactly right. I was like, I was like, yes, yes, just nodding, nodding. Yeah. My father in heaven. Fuck. <laughs> Who art in heaven. That's just unpackable. That'll never happen. No. No, you can't. As Ron White, the great stand-up comedian, said, you can, if you're too fat, they can fix it. If you want a nipple up here, they can put it there. But my friends, they can't fix stupid. <laughs> Go ahead. This is that spot we found. Right, right, right. I look forward to just being ass up in the mud down here in the spring.
Yeah, that path goes down to the road there. I don't remember how to get on there though. All right. Whatever. Fuck it. I'm tired of being fat. That oh. sucks. <laughs> I guess it's time to unfat yourself then. It is time. It's very fun when you do it by choice. <laughs> just because it's just gluttony? Yeah, and also preparing for winter. I'd mm. be freezing right now if I was at summer weight. True. Will the, will the process time out where like you'll get down to summer way that's in summer or are you going to accelerate it? I'm not sure because it's already minus 30. I don't know if that means we're going to have winter for until April. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to measure it. I'm happy with what I did this year because I went fat early mm. and we went cold early nice. in terms of the winter period, but yeah, I don't know. It's just super uncomfortable to be without a layer of fat when it gets too cold mm -hmm. and then with the layer of fat when it starts to get like that. Was it last year that we had like plus 30 in April? <laughs> Probably. It's fucking dying. <laughs> just an absolute swass. That's interesting. I suppose I've just always been kind of fat. Like I always had a layer of fat. Right. Even at my leanest. Think more about that, maybe. I just can't stand discomfort, especially when it affects the night times. Mm. Hate to be restless at night. That's one thing I hate is whenever the schedule gets fucked up and I can't like sleep for at least six hours. Right. And then I just hate the world. Oh, that's exactly. <laughs> The misanthropy comes in. Yeah. Start watching Sam Backman videos, <laughs> listening to Death Grips. Yeah, fuck you. And you pull out your penis and you write on it and you write sandwich on it. <laughs> because you like sandwiches, but you are a fat narcissist. <laughs> hey Sam, how's it going? Uh, not good. Do you think that guy ever just like kicks back and enjoys himself? Where are we going? I have no idea. I, I think that was the path there actually. I've been talking to myself for the last minute or so. I just went down a rabbit hole thinking about being fat in different seasons. Well, maybe it's not the path. I'm very confused. I think I might have been wrong. Oh. I think we might have to go up one more layer. Up one more layer? See, this is why this ravine is a fucking... We're back again. We're in the maze. Absolutely. We're in the maze, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I greened out so hard on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. I almost passed out at my mom's place. Hell yeah, brother. Hilarious. Does your whole family get high with you? No, no. It's my mom's boyfriend. You just get fucking. He goes for high THC. Oh, said okay. one joint, just fucking. Oh, it was so hot, just my entire body just lit oh, on fire. 
Just absolutely gram it out. I was just in the fucking window, just fanning myself with minus 30 air. Mom just laughing at me. Incredible. It was a good time. <laughs> it was so weird because my body was like shutting down, but my brain was just racing. Right. So I was just oh. fucking just yapping. <laughs> While, like, just fucking curling into myself in the chair. <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> I can think of a few times doing that myself, and then you just, I just, it's just Keith's face going, what? <laughs> was this post-dinner? or? Yeah, it was yeah. post-dinner. Just fucking full of turkey. Oh, man. It was very funny. <laughs> I felt so good when I recovered, though. Oh, that's the thing. I feel like a new man. Ran to my car in minus 30. Nice. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Just sitting down in your car. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Just hyperventilating for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, Just absolutely cranking the tunes and stepping on it. Yeah. It was a great time. <laughs> I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's the thing is when you take such a heroic dose of THC, once you process it, you, you do feel pretty good. Yeah, it's true. I try to like time my social interaction so I'm right in that like that just like burnt zone. Right, right. We're like. You know you're on the journey somewhere, but <laughs> the like your compass is gone. Right. <laughs> you're just ready to bullshit. Ready to bullshit. I'm thinking about that cookout we had at Easter, and we did burgers in that weird kind of open spot on the path. All oh, right. <laughs> just like absolute buffoonery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was was that one of the ones where I played the come town clip? Oh, I hope so. I think that was because that's when you finally converted me. Oh, okay, right. And the next day, I found the episode where they just did the Eric Clapton. If I could change the world, <laughs> and I just fucking hit the deck laughing. Who are these guys? Turns out they're complete dirtbags. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's all an act. Every time we walk past this, I think that box is a person. <laughs> totally. It's the right proportions. Where's that fucking guy just standing there? <laughs> Speaking of our friend Keith, he came down with the COVID. Oh, did he? Yeah. Says he's okay. Oh, that's good. It was like one bad night. Lost his sense of taste and smell. Oh, no. Yeah. For such a gourmand as he, that would be tough. 
to see him making his own bacon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that sucks. Yeah, it, it seems does. like everybody's gonna get it. Yeah, it kind of does seem that way. It's like one case transmits to an average of four people or something. Oh yeah, with this. Oh my crumb. I don't remember what finally sent me snapping, but I just... <laughs> oh yeah, I got a couple comments on a YouTube video of one of the podcasts where some guy is just like slandering the guests for being a bad business person. Oh really? <laughs> I'm just in the shower, I finally just went, it's all fucking noise! It doesn't matter! <laughs> And I deleted the comment and they commented again. I see you deleted my comment. It's like, oh fuck. I have to just I have to just end it here. I'm not playing that game. No time for that shit. I feel like there's other things to talk about, but I'm just in the zone. No, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> there could be something to be said for like the sensory aspect of the mooncast that maybe, I think I said this before, someone who was like disabled or injured could come along on a walk. Yeah. I think definitely if there's some way to just have a, just the most basic video stream. Right. Yeah, there's, it's just it's just a matter of the right camera. I don't know what camera it would be. If I can mount it to my body. It would have to be a phone or else it's not worth the hassle. Yeah, maybe a GoPro, but maybe a big ass memory card. Yeah. That's worth thinking about. Because to think about how glorious it would be if you could somehow just have like 4K stabilized motion image of us just walking the trails. Well, people are doing that at like Disneyland and at resorts and vacation places and all that for like hours on end. There must be a way. Are they? Yeah, if you go to like the POV stuff, I don't know how many, how often you're changing batteries and stuff. Interesting. Well, there's a whole industry of that. I'll have to look into that. Because I think it's worth trying. It's worth trying. Yeah, you can just edit it so it's just an endless path. It'd be fucking great.
And then if you could have some kind of like app, like Strava or whatever that tracks the, the walk on a map. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Then we're metaversing. That, that's right. <laughs> we're early adopting some janky fucking metaverse. Yeah. Oh. Put on the website, Edmonton's first metaverse podcast. <laughs> It's like a fucking 30, 360p video. Fuck it. What is this? They're 360p opinions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Low res having asses. 360p opinions. 360 my p for all I care. I tried to show Sam a clip from Cumbtown, but I don't think he was having it. It was the Seinfeld, Seinfeld unrated or whatever. <laughs> 45 minutes in now, he's a pedophile. Yeah, you gotta be careful with yeah, that. Really <laughs> People do. just won't get it. It just, you ha yeah, it's not, it's not really for anybody. I think Derek Chauvin is cute. <laughs> I prefer to just embody Comptown in social yeah. interactions. I think that's the move. When I feel the need to. I really did feel like it gave me back my sense of humor starting to listen to it. Yeah, you really, really realize how bad things have gotten comedy-wise. Right. It's like, it's okay to fucking be funny for the sake of being funny. And everybody collectively forgot that at some point. Yeah, you realized that people weren't actually laughing. They were just strategically <laughs> Crying. moving their mouths. <laughs> totally. Making ha sounds. Ha ha ha. Yeah, totally. It was like the equivalent of everybody just saying sorry to each other in Canada. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. My favorite is when somebody fucks up and somebody sees the fuck up and then says sorry. Like, <laughs> on their behalf almost. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, you need to put it there. <laughs> oh, sorry, you were completely out of focus on that shot. <laughs> well, I'm the one that should be sorry. Sorry to make you confident, but... <laughs> And that's why it is refreshing if you meet somebody who doesn't <laughs> play into that shit, but they are rare. They are. And those are other people that get packaged off and bought out at their jobs. It's true. A lot of time, a lot of times though, you find out that the cool person at the job was just the worst worker. Just <laughs> an absolute liability. <laughs> Yeah, that shit is wild, man. When you see the amount of effort that people put into just, like, not being useful. Yeah.
Can't stand it. Can't stand you. Yeah, I felt so bullish in September about a media career. <laughs> but I have no I have no idea what's uh what the world is right now. No. Doesn't make any sense. Especially with our like six month lag in our region in terms of like public policies. It is crazy, eh? That's something that's something that would motivate me to move out of this region is mm. just like how much we've been just required to toe the line mm. and to be that far behind yeah but that is the that is the answer is to move because it'll never change no it won't like jerry always talks about how in the 70s like they uh, like a good album or record would come to alberta like a year later yeah I didn't know what Stevie Ray Vaughan looked like until 2005. Right. Yeah, Paul Brandt um, <laughs> retweeted Eliza Blue the other day. Okay. And that was like the first time I'd seen anything close to the mainstream of like social media reaching Alberta mm. without there being like a tour stop. <laughs> what did he retweet? Uh, so he's like a human rights ambassador for Alberta and does lots of stuff for human trafficking and that's her whole thing. Okay. So she had posted a, a thread about what to do to help people. Fuck that stinks, eh? It sure does. That's an interesting crossover of mainstream country music and whatever you're describing here, human rights advocacy. Oh, you don't know who Eliza Blue is? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. Is she worth a follow? Uh, it depends on how much you want to learn about the real world. <laughs> as much as I can, I'd say. Um, she's one of the people online who's uh, doing, like, human trafficking advocacy stuff. Okay. Um, her and an open secret do lots of tweets about things that are going on. They were... All right really up on the Ghislaine Maxwell trial and all that and all this CNN stuff that's going on who could, who could have predicted that that there was creeps in the in the CNN works that is hilarious how many there were and how many tweets that they have about like human trafficking and like pedophilia and stuff being wrong unbelievable There's lots of defiant L tweets <laughs> defiant L is a, is a heroic account it really is that seems to be like, those accounts seem to be like um, <laughs> putting markers down for like what that world is of denialism. Right, right. It's a very valuable service. It's, it's invaluable. It's like, I wish, I wish that stuff could be archived off of Twitter somehow. Yeah. It's crazy how much like the the heart attack stuff is like starting to reach the, mm. the major uh, Twitter accounts. After all that, just being in like obscure European leagues. Yeah, man. For months. 
It's interesting how it's specifically soccer. Yeah, it's very weird. Do you think that's because the, just the nature of soccer? No, I think pitch. it's uh, it's a culture thing. Mm. The soccer culture is way more connected than any other sport I can think of. Maybe high school football in the South in America is okay. as connected, but soccer is a global game, and there's a whole language around it, and everybody's aware of what's going on. Mm. So people are like tracking heart attacks in stands that are happening in, in the game and all that stuff in the middle of games. In contrast, <laughs> the NHL seems to not even know what a good coach is. <laughs> is it nine in a row now? Fired? No, nine losses in a row for the Oilers. Oh, oh Christ. Is it nine? I think so. Who would have thunk it? I don't know, man. I think when Bob Nicholson said we have to find out what's in the water in Edmonton, <laughs> he was right. But I honestly think it's some kind of spiritual curse. <laughs> Whatever untold evils were committed during the 80s dynasty. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious about that. All those Wolf of Wall Street nights. <laughs> totally. It was desecrated too many uh, burial sites. <laughs> you have to, at some point, look <laughs> into the fucking... <laughs> into the metaphysical for how bad this franchise has been over 30 years. It's pretty crazy because if you think of other franchises in like American sports specifically and Canadian sports, usually there's like an owner who's too old and has too much power or yeah, right. there's a, there's like some fraud going on or something. something's very obvious that like the rest of the league knows, but I don't think anybody really understands what's going on with this franchise. <laughs> Nobody has the answer. No. But just everything they do, every action they take, is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Unless you read the newspapers. Well, then they're crying. And there's infinite, infinite reasons to be optimistic. And if you're critical of it, then you're just a... Uh, you're just not a fan. <laughs> you're just not a fan. I look at Duncan Keith out there, he still competes, you know? <laughs> we're so far into the data era of sports, it's ridiculous that we're still <laughs> where they are. Yeah, oh. Just picking up on-paper experience and thinking that's going to solve things. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, a part of it has got to be a goaltending. They haven't had good goaltending. Really well, that's ever. part of it too. <laughs> How old are their goaltenders? <laughs> Past the prime for sure, but Koskin was never an NHL goaltender ever. Right. I mean, I actually sat through part of the game today and he's like diving and trying to get the ref to make calls and shit, and then he just gets burned on a fucking shot from the blue line in overtime. Yeah. I think I mentioned it last time, but like six current and former Oilers prospects are in like the top 20 best uh, defensemen Incredible. in the league. And only two of them are with the team still. And both of them aren't getting any minutes. <laughs> I pretty much gave up, what's his name, Chris Russell? Yeah. When he was like diving all over the place because he couldn't defend. 
They were just shoving down their throats that he was such a warrior. That's when I checked out. Did you <laughs> Did you see that he he set the NHL record for most blocked shots? Did he really? Yeah. So they give him some trophy and shit on the ice. Two more years. Sign the man. Yeah, I won't have it. If I'm going to indulge in sports, I'm going to indulge in a project that actually is moving towards a future <laughs> that's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I mean, good luck. That's why it's a shame about the World Juniors, because what I saw of that was pretty good hockey. Oh, yeah. Just balls out. But then four of them got COVID, so they better shut the whole fucking thing down. Yeah. The Russian team smoking cigs on the back of the plane. That's great. That's so good. I'm glad to hear that. Fuck these fucking country. Fuck these tournaments. It's <laughs> just good to know that there are men like that out mm -hmm. there somewhere. Ungovernable. Can't all be covert narcissists. <laughs> no, exactly. We've been trained to be in Canada. 100%. Shirking, cringing, covert narcissists. Little dictators. As little Wayne said, behind door dictators. <laughs> make me want to throw up like chips in Vegas. Y'all don't know how sick you make us. That's a lot of projection from Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think this is us. This is us, all right. I'll re-record this first little bit of audio, and then I'll just... I don't know. Do you want Do you want the files? Actually, I guess I do want to snip out the one thing that I said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do the editing you need, and then... Okay. I'll just do like a, a smorgasbord of different processing things I can do. Yeah, see what you can, what you can dig out. It would be cool to try. Your, did you buy two of those microphones? Yeah, I have two of them now. Those lavaliers. Yeah. Try those out sometime. Yeah. Glad it warmed up. Yeah. It's good. Not bad at all. Thank you for listening, gentlemen and ladies and people of all persuasion. Thank you. <laughs>